My name is Ty French, and these are my rants. Welcome to Ty Rants. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Tyrants. My name is Ty French, and these are my regents. Happy, happy Wednesday. Happy Hope Day. I'm so sorry today's episode is a little late as well as well. <laughs> you guys know I've been off my bullshit lately, but here's the thing. 90% of it is, is my issue. 90% of it is just <laughs> my, <laughs> my traveling, okay? However, Every time I've gone to sit down to record the podcast in the last few weeks, there is an absolute either music festival outside of my apartment, a homeless person screaming at the top of their lungs, or like, I don't even know, food truck extravaganza. There has just been so much happening on my street, and it is making me a little worried, (laughs) to say the least, because I've only been in this apartment since July, and as you guys know, know, it can be noisy, but... I don't know. I thought I could just make it work, but as time moves forward, you know, if I only have a certain amount of time to record a podcast episode because I'm busy and there's something happening outside, um, I don't know what to do. So I don't know. My apartment seems to be getting just noisier and noisier and noisier. And even though I just figured out Termite City and the leak, I don't know if I'll be able to stay here much longer, which really sucks because I love it. It's so cute. Um, I literally, like, everything fits to perfection. I build all my storage from Ikea and everything, and I'll be so sad to move. Literally the last thing I want to do in my life right now is move. My lease is up in um, July, so I've still got a while to brainstorm, but I don't know. I'm nervous. I just want to be in a place where... At any given time, if I'm ready to record the podcast, I could sit down and I could record it. And right now, I just feel like there's so many blocking points. (laughs) There's so many moving parts of the podcast. And it's really making me feel just a little discouraged, to be honest. I'm probably just tired because I've been traveling too much and I'm just like kind of emotional. But... I don't know. I've just been feeling a little disconnected and it's like when when I do have bursts of inspiration and I do want to sit and record the pod, then there's something happening outside. So I can't, I can't record or it's so noisy or this, that, or the other thing. My equipment doesn't work. I don't know. There's just been a lot of moving parts that the Lord is testing me. (laughs) I don't know. Speaking of the Lord, um, I was on Girls Camp podcast today with Haley. If you guys have not listened to it yet, you guys need to go listen to it. It is so funny. We were playing like Mormon bishops. We were, you know, having people write in confessions that they did while they were Mormon or if they're ex-Mormon or whatever. And it's a really funny episode. I just got done listening to it. And it's really great. Haley's the best. Girls Camp podcast is the best. If you guys haven't ever listened to it, definitely go check it out. This was my second time on it. Um, Haley's coming on my podcast soon, but we're working out the scheduling. I'm going to be on Weekly Trash 
coming up very soon. She's going to come on my podcast as well. So a lot of good things coming up for the podcast. But I don't know, even like, like th- that leads me back to what I was talking about. Like they are both from Utah. They're out of town and they're coming in town. And I'd love to just have a space where I could be like, oh my gosh, don't worry about setting up all your stuff in your Airbnb. Come over to my house and we can record uh, both of our podcasts. But I just get so nervous having guests over to my little podcast studio or whatever you want to call it because I don't know. It's just kind (laughs) of, it's giving low budget and sometimes I've got to jerry rig some of the sounds so that you don't hear the cars outside or this or that. So I don't know. I, I get a little insecure about having especially other podcasters over to podcast at my house because they're probably like this <laughs> is a joke. This is a mess. So I don't know. I've just been in my feels about it. You guys, I've been in my feels and I feel like every time I do something to make the podcast better, <laughs> something is setting me back five times. Like even like I've been trying so hard to be, you know, back onto my schedule. I was good on my schedule for so long. And then obviously my traveling has just thrown a wrench in it. And then last week, the podcast was all ready to go. Uploaded. I woke up last Wednesday. The podcast just didn't post, just didn't go live on Apple Podcasts. I am frantically emailing everyone under the sun, Apple Podcast support, my, you know, my host support, all of the stuff. And they're like, oh, you just got to be patient. And it went up eventually at like 11 a.m. And I'm just like, good. Bye. Goodbye. I was up so late making sure that this was on time. And then I don't know, guys. Wow. I'm back in my complaining era, I guess. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Anyways, I hope everyone else is having an amazing week. Happy hump day. I hope everyone had a great weekend. I had such a fun weekend, a little bit of a crazy weekend. I went to Napa, as I told you guys last week. And it was so much fun. I went with this brand called Orin Swift, which is a wine brand that I've worked with on Instagram before. And they were opening a new tasting room up in Napa or technically St. Helena. St. Helena is the town. It's like 30 minutes away from Napa. I don't know which one is considered Napa. I'm sure Napa is considered Napa, but I don't know. I, I just said like Napa Valley. I don't know. Anyways, so they opened a new tasting room and my friend Nick Backy and I went to check it out. And... I obviously had had, you know, some crazy travels and I knew I was going to Napa and I was like, you know what? I just need to take it easy Friday night. And like I told you guys last week, I went to my friend's house to watch Drag Race. Tequila, you are under arrest. You are under arrest. (laughs) Tequila came out. And let's just say there wasn't a lot of sleep I had before my flight the next day. And I was a zombie. I was literally a zombie on my way to the airport. And they were picking me up at 8 a.m. I literally probably slept for two hours. And I get in the SUV. This is nothing on Orange Swift at all. I love Orange Swift so much. And they just, you know, hooked me up. They sent a driver to pick me up. Had the Ubers, everything figured out. The hotel was covered. Everything was amazing. But... The car service that they sent me, <laughs> I I get in the car. I'm, oh, hung, I'm not even hungover. I'm probably still drunk. I'm a zombie at this point. And <laughs> which I probably shouldn't be saying if anyone from the Orange Swift team is talking or is listening to this. Anyways, hi. Um, and so I get in the car 
and we drive about, mm, I don't know, half, half, not even half a mile, a quarter of a mile. And we end up in an intersection and the car turns off. The giant SUV stops working and the driver (laughs) is like, sorry, my car's broken and it won't start again and you need to get a different car. I'm like, sir, we're in the middle of an intersection. We are in the middle of an intersection. I am not well. I'm a zombie. I've got a heavy ass camera bag and a checked luggage. Now, you guys, (laughs) yes, I was just going to Napa for 24 hours. Did I still have to check a bag? (laughs) Absolutely. I did have to still check a bag and I was going for 24 hours. Now, this was mainly due to the fact, not because I had so many outfits that I wanted to shoot. I was wearing a fur coat that there wasn't a lot of room. I should have just worn it on the airplane. However, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to wear. And I was, you know, obviously under the influence when when packing. And so I kind of just shoved it all in there. And I was like, I'd rather just have have more options than have no options when I get there. So, yeah, I checked a bag, and I don't want to hear any shit for it, okay? Anyways, so, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. My car pulls over, finally, and I'm, like, trying to order a new car. Finally starts the car again. It is sounding like he's driving in neutral. I wanted to, you know, hop in and be like, dude, I don't think the car's in gear, but he didn't really speak that good of English, and, you know, I was also just not in my right mind. So I was just like, you know, I'm going to let, <laughs> I'm going to let literally Jesus take the wheel, the actual wheel of the car. Anyways, we pull over and he's just like, sorry, dude, I tried. We would like start it, go 10 feet, stop, go 10 feet, stop. And finally I just ordered another Uber and he was like, oh my gosh, don't worry. I can order an Uber for you. No, no, no. And I'm like, dude, no, like at this point I'm done. I'm done. He wanted me to wait for another driver from his company to come pick me up. And I was like, I have to go on a flight. Like, this is, I'm not going to sit in your car for the next 20 minutes while someone from who knows where is going to come pick me up. No, I'm just going to order an Uber. It's fine. Respect. Thanks for picking me up. But whatever. So I finally get an Uber, get in, get to the airport. All is fine. Our flight got a little bit delayed. And here's the thing, LAX. I've been talking a lot about airports these days. And honestly, I feel like I feel like they should bring me on as a consultant as to what people need in an airport and what LAX could do differently. First, first, first thing that needs to be changed or added. There's no chairs. There's no chairs to sit in. Some terminals, some gates have literally a thousand chairs. Where we were waiting, because obviously we're going to, you know, Napa. It's only an hour flight, really small plane. There was two seats and there was probably 50 people. Where do you want me to sit? Because not having enough seats is just causing more problems for the airport than it is for me. Because I'll sit on the ground. I don't care. I'm tired. I'm hungry. And I'm going to sit on the ground. But now I'm in the way of everyone walking. So once again, this is just becoming your issue and less of my issue. But anyways, we we finally, oh my gosh. I just was having the worst, honestly, the worst luck with modes of transportation this whole trip. We, we get to Napa, we get in the car, and we're at about like an hour drive to St. Helena from the airport. When I tell you this Uber driver was trying to murder me. This Uber driver was trying to murder me and my friend Nick Mackey. It was so rainy 
And, you know, typically people in rain, you're driving a little slower. It's really windy roads to get to Napa. Our Uber driver all of a sudden starts going 80 miles per hour in the wrong lane onto oncoming traffic with a literal truck heading straight towards us. So much to the point where I'm not kidding. I grab the side of the car and I'm literally yelling at the Uber driver like, what are you doing? Excuse me. Like, what is happening right now? And he did not even bat an eye. He was so unfazed. There was someone that was going a little slow in front of us and he wanted to get around them. It was a no pass zone. It was a no pass zone. We're on windy roads in between mountains. There's a 30 foot drop, probably even more than that right next to us that goes into a ravine. I'm like, excuse me, sir. I'm actually not in a rush. I don't know if I need to make that aware to you or not. I'm not in a rush. I would like to get to my destination alive and breathing. Okay. So yeah, that was a little shocking. We get to our hotel. It's super cute. We stayed at the Harvest Inn. And I passed away. Oswego muchacho, motherfucker. I <laughs> took a nap. I took a nap until we needed to be where we needed to be at the Orrin Swift Cellars for their like opening party. We went to the party. It was so much fun. So fun meeting the Orrin Swift team and just like so much good wine. And yeah, they had like caviar. They had a food truck, good music. The tasting room is literally so cute. Downtown St. Helena is just also cute. It's like right on Main Street. So if you guys ever go to Napa, definitely make your way over to St. Helena. It's only like 30 minutes away, but it's so cute. It feels like a Hallmark movie, honestly. Um, But yeah, it was super great. Then the next day, we... Had to pack up, and then we went to a wine tasting at Louis M. Martini Winery, and it was so good. It was so uh, delish. They had just, like, food prepared for us and all this wine, and wow. It was – it was – I I probably would have enjoyed it more if I had a few more hours of Z's, if you know what I'm saying. If I wasn't so feral on Friday, then I probably could have enjoyed my weekend more, but it really was – a fun weekend. It was cute. It was nice to hang out with Nick Mackey. I hadn't seen him in so long. I haven't seen all my friends in so long. Obviously, traveling has been so much fun, but I haven't seen Tessa in over a month. I haven't seen Jose in a month. I haven't seen like all of my friends. I feel so out of the loop. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know. Obviously, not complaining. I'm not complaining because I've been having so much fun. But anyways, um, our TV. <laughs> our TV in our hotel was in Spanish and we could not figure it out. We could not figure out how to get it out of Spanish. And so we literally watched Shrek in Spanish and I felt like I was back in Guatemala. <laughs> and it was so rainy. So rainy the entire trip. It's been so rainy this whole week in California. We thought our flight was going to get canceled, but thank goodness it wasn't. But finally, I woke up today and the sun is out. The sun is shining. And I, I've talked about this a lot before, but literally the, the way that the sun has such an impact on me is actually crazy. I would say it needs to be studied, but I'm sure it's been studied. Literally, if it is cloudy or rainy, I physically, mentally, emotionally cannot get anything done. I cannot run errands. I can't get anything done that I'm supposed to get done. Like I am just a zombie. I'm literally a zombie. When the sun is out, I'm happier. I'm ready to get up. I'm ready to work. I wake up early. I'm have energy. Like it is just crazy. So thank God that the sun came out today and 
I'm having a little bit of energy because the last two days I've been a zombie. And I did get, um, I, <laughs> I don't know why, but I got a weed pen like a week ago or something. And I never smoke weed. And honestly, I'm being reminded why I don't smoke weed because I don't know. I was just like, I was feeling so tired from the last month and I needed to just get some good sleep. And I hate to admit that, you know, I've gone in this routine that when I need sleep, I'll just take like a little bit of NyQuil. And I'm like, not every day, obviously, but like if I'm like really tired after a trip and I'm just like having trouble like falling asleep, I'll just take a little NyQuil. That's not good, ladies and gentlemen. So I was like, let me go get a weed pen and see if this helps me sleep. And obviously it's, you know, more medicinal. I got a weed pen. Now I know why I don't smoke weed because it turns me into a zombie. I am just so tired the next day and I get so snacky on it. And so then I end up ordering food that I shouldn't order. And then I wake up feeling even grosser and tired and I'm just, I'm over it. I can't take it away. Take the pen away. (laughs) Anyways, something I wanted to talk about that's been on my mind lately. I thought about it this last weekend while I was in Napa. I don't know what made me think about it, honestly, but I wrote it down in my notes to rant about. But the and I don't have I don't have any answers for this. This is like a genuine question or I guess just thought. And I'm just gonna be rambling here for a minute. But the intersectionality of creativity and narcissism is something that I have been thinking about. And it's something that needs to be discussed and it needs to be researched because how do you, I think especially where where my job lies and where like creators lie and influencers and I don't know, even photography and whatever is it is so much involved in, at least I'm speaking for myself, it is so much involved in myself. And my image, what I look like, my outfit, and, you know, what I'm doing, what photo I can create and whatever. And that is in any other, like, industry or in any other conversation, that would make me sound like a narcissist. That would make me sound like I'm self-obsessed and I am entitled and I'm... What's the word I'm looking for? Pretentious, materialistic, all of these things. And when I break it down, I'm like, okay, I guess I am those things. I guess I am selfish. I guess I am self-obsessed. I guess I am, you know, materialistic, all these things. Because I have to be, because that's just part of my job of creating images of myself in clothing in hopes to influence other people to buy those things. But where's the line of like narcissism and self-obsession and creativity? Because even if you are a painter or you are, I don't know, that's just the trade I'm going to use, I guess. It's like you're creating art and obviously you think your art is amazing and you have to like sell this art. And that is in ways can be, you know, you have to put, you you have to put a worth on what you think your art is worth. And that can almost be 
like narcissistic. No, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's just been something on my mind lately, especially when I travel. I think, okay, maybe this is what's made me think of it is I, my travels for the last few years have always been like with other influencers. And, you know, when I go to fashion week with Tessa and when I go on trips with JC or if I go on, you know, trips with Jose, he's an influencer and like, they just get it. They understand that me constantly stopping to take a photo or, you know, asking you what outfit looks better doesn't come from narcissism. It comes from creativity and it comes from, you know, work. And obviously going to Guatemala and not being with influencers at all and being with a ton of new people and new friends and obviously except for Billy. And, you know, Nick Mackey's been on a few trips with me now and he gets it, obviously. But I don't know. I did just kind of step back after like a full month of travels and be like, okay, I'm looking at it now from their perspective or from someone at the wedding's perspective. And would they have looked at me and thought, wow, okay, this guy is just out here creating like good for him, amazing. Or are they thinking, wow, I can't believe this guy is making this wedding pool party about him and is going around taking photos on this huge camera and whatever. And I don't know, I guess it's maybe my own ish, like insecurities, I guess, of what people think about, about me. I obviously don't care what people think about me, but it is just an interesting conversation I think that needs to be had about where the line is. And I think that I guess is determined by yourself. If (laughs) I don't know, I literally don't know what I'm trying to say. It's just been something that's been on my mind. And I never want to feel like I, I never want to make the people around me. If they're not in the space, if they're not a creator, if they're not an influencer or whatever, I don't want anyone to ever feel like, me getting a photo of myself is more important than say them getting a photo of themselves or, you know, cause like we're all on a trip together. You want to get documented. We're in Guatemala and whatever. And I tried really hard to make that a thing while I was in Guatemala shooting with Billy and with Morgan and always, you know, flipping back and be like, Oh my gosh, let me take one of you. Let me do this. You should do this. Where my top of this. Oh my gosh, not my top. <laughs> the narcissism. I don't know. I just don't want anyone. I don't ever want to come across as, yeah, my content or my time or my outfits are more important. And I'm not even saying that as I don't want to come across like that to anyone else. It's like, I don't want, I don't want myself to start thinking that I don't want my, I, I, there needs to be a healthy distance between anyone and materialism and things and photos. And I don't know. I think Maybe just because I've been traveling so much and, you know, Aspen, Guatemala and whatever, maybe I just felt a little overwhelmed with myself and with taking photos of myself. And I'm constantly then, you know, editing myself and looking at myself and going through those photos or whatever. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like I need to step back. And it just can be a lot. It can be a lot, especially I think because I started as a photographer And, you know, I would shoot other clients. And so every time I'm editing it, someone else. And so to just repeatedly be editing myself and be critiquing, you know, each 
angle that I look at or each way I look and each outfit or each thing. And I don't know. It can just be a lot. I don't know. (laughs) Sorry. That was just something that I needed to rant about. I needed to get off my chest. I wrote in my notes. I promised myself I was going to bring it up. I didn't really have a direction to take it or I don't know. I think that's just something I needed to get off my chest and maybe it resonates with some of you guys. If, if you guys have any talking points on that, that you want to share with me, send me a message on Tyrant's pod Instagram, but Anyways, I feel like there has been so much stuff happening with pop culture, but also absolutely nothing at all. Like, you know, Beyonce's hair care obviously came out sacred. I <laughs> I was today years old when I found out that, you know, obviously sacred, like sacred, hair is sacred, and it's spelled C-E-C-R-E-E-D or whatever. And the say... It's because it's the end of Beyonce, like C-E, Beyonce, C-E, sacred, C-E, and then her perfume was Say Noir, same thing, Say. I'm sorry. That is amazing branding. However, it wasn't really made that obvious to me, which I guess is good. Not so in-your-face branding. I like when celebrity branding isn't so, like, you know, it's, like, a little bit removed from them, but it still has something to do with them, like Rare, Rare Beauty. Obviously, she had the song Rare. Um, you know, Haley Road. Wait, where does Road come from? Is that her middle name? Anyways, um, wait, where was I just gonna say with that? Oh, just like, yeah, that came out great. Um, Beyonce is the first black woman to ever get number one on the country charts, which is amazing. We love history, but I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, so much has been happening, not really, and I don't know, not much that I really care about. And maybe just because I'm exhausted. So I'm like finding the, the strength to care. Obviously, uh, the, 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 the Met Gala co-chairs were announced. It's, uh, Zendaya, Chris Hemsworth, um, Bad Bunny and JLo. JLo, she must have the best agent in the game, honestly, because, and it, I guess this isn't any hate. She's an icon, obviously, but I'm just saying it's Newstown USA. I need to see her new movie that she's got out. I've heard actually it's pretty good. So I'll, I'll watch that and report back. Um, Bad Bunny, I think is a really good move. Obviously Zendaya, obviously amazing move. She just did the London premiere of Dune 2. You guys know I'm so excited for Dune 2. It's actually insane. I cannot freaking wait. It comes out, I think next week. And yeah, wow. I'm just, I'm so excited. The whole press tour for this has been literally my life. The aesthetic of Dune is just so beautiful. The sandy earth tones, the flowy fabrics. And when she walked in to the London premiere of Dune Part 2 in that Terry Mugler archived robotic bodysuit. I've never been so gagged in my entire life. It was so shocking. It was so iconic. Like, literally, La Roche, her stylist, is the only person in the industry that could convince the archives of Terry Mugler to let that out of the house. Like that, I think I might be mistaken. That I think is the first time that it's been on anyone since the runway. 
Like Terry Mugler archive pieces are literally art. They are made couture. They are made for the runway. They are art pieces. Then they go into a museum. They're never been seen again. They don't go on carpets or anything. And this was just such an iconic move on his part. I am confused because I did think that he said he was quitting the industry a while back, but then like, I feel like he's been more in the industry than ever. Obviously this whole Dune press tour, he styles everything for Zendaya and he is doing that TV show on E! with Julia Fox. So I don't know. I hate with people, you know, well, who's that footballer? Uh, <laughs> Tom Brady. I hate when people say they're quitting and then they're just like there. It's not even like, oh, they're coming back. It's like, no, you just actually never even left to begin with. So I don't know. A little confusing there. But um, then we have Chris Hemsworth. Sorry? Sorry. What the hell has Chris Hemsworth been up to? Why is he a co-chair? Has he ever even been? Does he want to go? Does he like it? Does he have a movie coming out? Also, when, when this was announced, I posted on threads. I was like, wait. If this means that we don't get Miley Cyrus at the Met Gala, I'm going to be pissed, obviously, because she was married to his brother. But someone pointed out that Chris Hemsworth still follows Miley Cyrus on Instagram. So maybe they're good there. I don't know, because I think if his brother is the co-chair, Liam's probably going to go to the Met Gala, right? I don't know if that's how it works. I don't know how much pull they have, but I'm so sorry if one of my siblings... If one of my siblings is co-chairing the Met Gala and they don't put me on the invite list, mama, mama, lock me up because I'm going away to jail because murder, murder, I'm telling you, that would not fly with me. However, we have to get Miley Cyrus at the Met Gala. This was Miley Cyrus's year. She just won her first Grammy. She's such a fashion girl. I feel like we have a new era maybe coming on with this whole hair and everything. I don't know. We'll see if she is giving us a new album, but obviously her album just kind of came out, but we've got so much new music coming out these days. Slut Pop Part, Slut Pop Part 2, Slut Pop Miami from Kim Petras just came out. It's so fun. Obviously a little raunchy. We've got Beyonce, Ariana Grande, New J-Lo. Um, oh my gosh, who else do we have coming out? Literally, I feel like everyone is <laughs> is dropping an album next month. Taylor Swift. Um, okay, Taylor Swift. My Swifty community. I fear, I fear I'm, I may be on the brink. And I'm telling you this only with one thing. If the leaked song, Fortnite, from Post Malone and Taylor Swift, that's been floating around on TikTok, if that version of the song is correct, and it is actually the song, that will be my most streamed song this year. I'm just warning you now. I'm a fake ass bitch and I will be converting to the Swifty Kingdom. That is the most beautiful song I've ever heard. But if it is not the song, I can't tell. With AI these days, I can't tell what's AI and what's not AI. So many people are saying it's AI. I don't think it is because it's so good. But maybe I'm just telling, my, telling myself this because I don't want it to be fake. Wait, let me play you guys. If you guys haven't heard it, so there's a video going around on TikTok of a song called Fortnite from the Tortured Poets Department with Taylor Swift and Post Malone. And if this is the real song, I'm obsessed. Here it is. We're out of Fortnite, two weeks to the day. Uh, 
<laughs> you guys, that's the best song I've ever heard. It's literally the best song I've ever heard. It's so beautiful. It's so stunning. It's giving me old Post Malone, which I love. I've been needing him back. And this might be it. This might be the song that finally gets me over to the Swifty Kingdom. However, some people are saying it's AI. Let me just say, if it is AI, AI, give me the whole song. Give me the whole tune. I'll listen to it. I don't care if it's real or not. I, 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 I can imagine. I've got an imagination. It's so beautiful. If it's fake, Taylor Swift must be just squirming in her boots because everyone is obsessed with it on TikTok. It's got so many views. It's got so many videos. And if it's not the real song, there's no, there's no way that the real song of what she has is going to compare with this AI version. And wow, just AI. If that is AI, I've been bamboozled. And I feel like my grandma on Facebook where I just believe everything that I see on the internet, but it's so good. So if it is AI, just give us the whole song or Taylor and post. It's not too late. you got a month. Just get back in the studio. Finish, <laughs> finish the clip, please. Please. Speaking of Taylor Swift, I wonder if we're going to get Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey at the Met Gala. <laughs> I, I know I said I know I said after the Super Bowl that my story arc was complete, and I, I it is. I agree. My story arc is complete with them. However, if they attend the Met Gala together, it might reignite a little flame in me, if you know what I'm saying. It might bring back a little fandom to me. And then if I get the, the freaking song, I wonder if, she's, if she goes, if she's going to, I don't know if she's touring or anything, but if she'll, you know, her, her dress will be, you know, themed to her new album. I'm sure it will. Oh, and you know, we didn't get Beyonce at the Met Gala last year. Did we get her two years ago? I don't know. It's been a minute. Mama has been outside in these streets. She's promoting her hair care. She went to support her nephew's fashion show. She's been out here in these streets. So I think we're going to get her at the Met Gala and it's going to be cowboy. <sighs> I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Also, she had a event to launch her hair care last night and, you know, a lot of people went and literally got to meet her, shake her hand, talk to her. I feel gypped. Why was I invited? Come on. I got hair. My hair is sacred. Come on. Hit me up. Hit me up. I, 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 I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Mama's been outside. And also, I would, there, another thing that's been on my mind. So she went to her nephew's first fashion show for the designer Luar, her nephew walked. I can't remember her nephew's name. However, in every headline that I'm reading, in all the posts, Beyonce's nephew, Beyonce attends to see her nephew, blah, 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 blah. Um, put some respect on his mother's name. Solange. Solange Knowles, who is also a very successful artist, okay? And was also there in the front row, watching her son, her son walk his first fashion show. It should be S Solange and sisters, Beyonce and, no, no, sisters, Solange and Beyonce attend Solange's son's first fashion show. Or quotes, quotes, here's the headline. It's a family affair. So Solange and family show support to her son walking first fashion show. Because Tina was there, ma grandma, aunt, Beyonce, mama, Solange. There's got to be some respect for Solange, okay? She is a very successful, successful, <laughs> she's a very successful artist. 
And she raised this kid, this chicken nugget. And she's not even written in any of the headlines or the captions. I had a real big problem with that. That was a little shady. Anyways, something that we really need to discuss. Love is blind. <laughs> Love is blind season six. So <laughs> I've seen Love is Blind before. And I, it's been a while. I think I watched, I can't remember what season it was. There was a season where there was like an interracial couple, black, a white, white guy and a black girl. They like got married. They're still together. I think they were doing their own show or something after. Love them. Obsessed with them. Um, love that season. I think that's the only season I've actually really watched. Everyone and their mother was talking about this new season. So obviously I'm a follower, not a leader. I had to follow. I had to watch. I binged it all yesterday all up until you know the new episodes dropped today so i will be watching those and reporting back because it looks like it's about to get very juicy but i watched the first half and it's one of the best reality shows we've ever gone i think okay with the strike a lot of people were saying you know we're gonna get an influx in reality tv because people couldn't be working on scripted content baba it's being delivered it is being delivered and we are being fed Love is Blind season six and the traders are literally some of the best reality shows I've ever seen. And I bet you those are products of the strike. But anyways, season six. Okay. So we've got, what's her name? Let me see her name. It is, I've got the cast pulled up. The main thing that I want to discuss is obviously what's on everyone's lips. Megan Fox, <laughs> otherwise known as Chelsea. <laughs> now I I'm not going to comment like she's a beautiful girl. She's so cute. And I do think that her and what's his name? Um Jimmy, her and Jimmy did actually have a connection. Do I think Jimmy had a better connection with the other gal? Yes. What's her name? Stacy What's her name? Oh my gosh. There's so many people. I have like a list for it. Jessica. I do think Jessica and Jimmy did have a better connection. Do I think that he was absolutely terrified that she had a 10-year-old? Absolutely, which is kind of a dick move. But do we think that Jimmy and Chelsea had a relationship? I don't know. From what I think is he got really excited by the fact that she looked like Ben Fox. Um, <laughs> now, okay, that is like me saying I look like Harry Styles, you know, similar height. We're both white. We're both of a, you know, he's definitely a little bit more fit than me. There's been times in my life where I've been a little bit more fit, but you know, we're not similar body statues. We can wear the same outfits. We can wear that. We could probably share the same clothes. Um, and I've got brown flowy hair. That's about all that's going for me. But if someone asked my celebrity doppelganger and I wanted to, you know, embellish, <laughs> I could say that. However, then you walk out of the pods, you're going to be gravely disappointed when you see me because I don't look like Harry Styles. Mama, this bitch doesn't even look remotely close to Megan Fox. I don't know what kind of crack she is smoking. I need whatever weed she's smoking, then maybe I would like the weed. She doesn't look like Megan Fox. She has blue eyes. That is literally it. That is it. I don't even know who she looks like. Like I said, I'm not commenting on her. Like I'm, I'm not commenting negatively on her looks. She's beautiful. I'm looking at a photo of her right now. She's gorgeous. 
But, and I do think her and Jimmy actually make a pretty good couple, but she is so insecure. And I don't think she's ever going to get over the fact that she told him that he looked like Megan, that she looked like Megan Fox and that she doesn't. And every time, like, he's been so reassuring. People are giving him a lot of shit, but I actually think he's, I mean, as from what I've seen so far, I don't think he's done anything wrong. He's been nothing but reassuring, says she's beautiful, says he loves her. And she's just like, do you, do you, are you really? There is nothing in this life more unattractive than insecurity and doubt when, when a partner is, validating you and is saying I love you you're beautiful or whatever and then you continuously do not believe them that is so frustrating it's giving pick me energy and I hate it like if I had a friend that was like this that was just constantly like oh are you sure I don't know are you sure do you like my outfit are you sure oh you do uh, after I've told them that I like their outfit 10,000 times I would not be friends with them I could not be in a relationship with someone that is like Chelsea. Like she just is so, and I don't know if it's because of, I don't know if that's just how she is or if it is because the insecurity of the fact of the whole pause and they hadn't seen each other and now they're out in the real life and you know, whatever. I get the scenario. I would probably be very insecure and whatever. I'm just speaking in terms of like a normal relationship. But yeah, <laughs> when she said she looked like Megan Fox, I spit out my drink, not because she's ugly, just because you don't look like a Megan Fox. And I would just never say that because Megan Fox is, you know, it'd be different if you said you looked like Kate Hudson or, you know, I don't know, just someone who's like more like generic looking and isn't like known as this like hot sex symbol transformers you know like tight but mega fox literally has the best body of any human being i've ever seen in my life so unless you literally have the best body in the world and you literally are megan fox's twin i wouldn't want to be considered in the same conversation because you always want to compare yourself to someone especially if the person can't see you it's kind of like dating apps you never want to use your best photo you know, dating, dating app rule number one. You never want to use your best photo. You always want to use a photo that you look cute. You want to look cute. You don't want your best photo because if it's your best photo, like, trust me, sometimes I take a photo and I'm like, damn, bitch, where, where's that guy? Like, uh, where'd that angle come from? The flash really helped me out. The Charlotte Tilbury bronzer is really bronzing today. Sometimes you take a photo and you're stunned that you're that gorgeous. Am I going to use that photo for a dating app? No, because then when that person chooses to see me in person, if I ever get that far, they're going to be disappointed because I don't look like that in real life. I can look like that once in a blue moon with enough bronzer and a flash and good lighting and sucking in and, you know, flexing the jaw. I can look like that. That is me. But you never want to use your best one. You always want to look cute. Just cute. Not great. Not bad. You want to look cute. You want to look friendly. So I'm sorry. To say that you look like Megan Fox, you are setting yourself up for failure because anything below Megan Fox is going to be a disappointment. Anything. Anything below that is going to be a disappointment. Oh, my gosh. However, the other girl, Jessica, Jessica literally looks like Amber Phillip. Am I the only one? Do you guys know who Amber Phillip is my friend? She's from Arizona. Obviously, you guys probably know who she is. She's a big-time blogger. 
owner of Day Hair Care, and <laughs> her and Jessica are literally twins physically, and they talk so similarly. Obviously, I think Jessica is like a little bit more southern draw to her, but I was kind of shook. I didn't, I couldn't like pinpoint it myself, but then I saw someone post it on Instagram, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. Also, okay, Laura and <laughs> Jeremy. Laura and Jeremy. I thought they were going pretty good until the bean dip comment. Why would she tell him to do that? Even in a joking way. So she told Jeremy to go bean dip AD. Now, if this were a bunch of, you know, straight men, obviously, yeah, go bean dip him. We're talking about couples. You're going to go flick another girl's tit? That was weird. I think it's weirder on her than it is him to repeat it because I'd repeat it. Like, that's funny. He, and also, he kind of gives me nerd vibes. Jeremy is, like, cute and seems really genuine, seems nice. But, like, I'd love to see his group of friends outside in the real world because I can't decide if he's a frat boy, if he's a computer gamer, if he's a finance bro. Like, I cannot pinpoint, like, who he is in society. But he is cute and he is funny. I think that his now fiance, what's her name? Um, Laura. Laura literally hates him. <laughs> Laura literally hates him. I do think that Jeremy would have been way better off with the other girl. Who did he send home? Her name was Brittany? No, Sarah Ann. I do think him and Sarah Ann are a much more compatible couple. We'll see because I think they're going to meet now in the second part of the season. So we'll see what's happening. Um, Kenneth and the principal and Brittany, the teacher, they're really sweet. I like them. Do I know if they will last? I don't think so. I'm really sad for Trevor. And if Trevor is still single and slightly homosexual, oh, but he has three dogs. Damn it. I can't. I, I, I can't be with someone with three dogs. I really, I really can't. That is where I draw the line. But Trevor is so sweet. And I think Trevor and Chelsea would have actually made the perfect match. And eh, that's a big bummer. And I bet you she is also feeling bummed because Trevor is sexy. Yay. Big, big muscles does. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's one of the best seasons I've ever seen of any TV show. So if you guys haven't seen Love is Blind Season 6, you guys need to see. I'll obviously watch the second half and update you guys once I see that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other thoughts that I have. It's just such a crazy experiment. I, okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Is Love Blind? Because I think I'm, I think I'm, I'm going to be hard on my stance of absolutely not. <laughs> Sorry. Call, I guess I'm a narcissist. I don't care. Or I materialistic. I don't think love is blind. I think it can be. And I think 
looks obviously aren't everything, but like I want to be attracted to my partner. Am I okay? I'm sounding like an absolute dickwad. I'm sounding like what's AD's guy's name? Um, I'm sounding like Clay. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't even talk about them. AD and Clay, I love AD. I actually love Clay. It seems like he's really growing a lot, but him saying that if she got fat or she gained weight after she had a kid, he would tell her she needed to go to the gym. That's not okay. That's not okay. I'm not saying like anything like that, but, but like you want to be like, regardless of like what your type is and what you're attracted to, you can just look at a person and know like if you're attracted to them, do I think you can grow attraction for people? Obviously, but do I think love is blind? No, not entirely. I do think that it is completely possible for these couples, for these people to create a relationship in the pods that is strictly emotional and strictly mental, nothing to do with physical. I could get along with, I could fall in love with someone over the phone. Like I could fall in love with someone without seeing them for sure. However, then if I saw them and I didn't have a sexual attraction with them and a, you know, a sexual tension or a physical chemistry with them, then that would be a deal breaker for me. Sorry. Like I, I wouldn't break up with someone because they're ugly. It has nothing to do with if they're ugly or if they're, you know, what whatever their weight is, their race is or whatever. It would just be like, you just know if you have that chemistry or not. And just because you have an emotional chemistry does not mean that you're going to have a physical chemistry and doesn't mean that one is like better than the other, but you have to have both in order to have a successful marriage. Obviously like uh, there are, you know, people that I have great chemistry with, great emotional chemistry with. I'm not sexually attracted to them. That's why they're my friends. That is why they're my friends. I have a ton of gay friends who I think are cute on paper, who I, <laughs> not on paper, who I think are cute, like who I think are attractive people in general. And we have the best banter ever. We have the best vibes ever. We have the best times ever. It would, it would work in my case to end up with one of them, but there's just not that sexual chemistry there. There's just not that physical chemistry there. And if it's not there, that's why you're friends. But that leads into the conversation that JC and I have a lot of time of, do you think that straight men and straight women can be just friends? I don't know. JC says, no, I say yes. Because in this case, it's like, okay, yes, they created a bond in the pods, but it's like, that is just a that's a friend. That's a friend. Until you find out if you're attracted to that friend, that person is just a friend to you. Um, is that wrong? I don't know. Maybe I'm just speaking out my ass. I don't know. Oh my gosh. I meant to bring this up earlier. <laughs> Change of subject. I meant to bring this up when I was talking about the whole like narcissism, creativity, influencer conversation. But the People's Choice Awards were this last week. And... Oh, gosh. I mean, the People's Shorts Awards is literally a fake award show. Like, it doesn't mean anything really in the culture. I feel like it's just an excuse to get advertisers or I don't even I don't even know where you watch it on E, I think. I don't know. It it doesn't feel like anything with credibility. You know, it's not an Oscar. It's not a Grammy. It's not a Tony. It's not a Emmy. It's literally just a fan voted award. It's a cute way for celebrities to get dressed up and go out. 
Now, every single influencer under the sun, except for me, was invited. And here's the thing. You guys know I've been to the Golden Globes. I've been to the AMAs. Like, I am all here for influencers getting invited to (laughs) events, obviously. Everyone starts out, everyone, especially nowadays, everyone starts out as an influencer. You know, there were times when Paris Hilton seemed like she was, you know, too lowbrow to attend the Met Gala, and then she finally attended. There was a time where the Kardashians weren't taken seriously because they just were viewed as, like, influencers, basically, and reality TV stars, and now look at them. They're literally the richest people in the world, and that's how I feel like influencers are. You, we live in a world, and we live in a entertainment industry where you're nobody until you're somebody and you literally have to fake it until you make it. And that is what all these people are doing. Not even faking it until you make it because like a lot of these kids have actually made it. Like they are literally have 7 million followers, 10 million followers, 2 million followers. And that's how much followers like BB Rexa has, or, you know, these people who are being nominated for these awards and who are at these award shows. And Billie Eilish (laughs) was seen talking crap, apparently, about the TikTokers at the People's Choice Awards because she was there. And I don't know the context, so obviously I'll reserve a little bit of judgment because everything deserves context, and I'm sure there is context. She is such a TikToker. I feel like she watches so much TikTok, and every time she like sees a TikToker out in public or at one of her shows, she like points him out. And so I... I find it hard to believe that she would sit in that room and so loudly talk crap about TikTokers being there with Kylie Minogue of all people who have has only ever had her resurgence of movie, her literally kill me, her resurgence of music with Padam Padam successful because of people on TikTok making it successful. Like you can't, it's a double-edged sword. Like TikTok makes so much of Billie Eilish's songs popular and same with Kylie Minogue. So for them to be sitting at a table in a room full of TikTokers at the People's Choice Awards talking crap about how there are TikTokers there, I just don't see a world in where that's happening, but it happened. Like she, it's, I I watched the video. You can clearly hear her say the TikTokers, she points over there. She has like a disgusted look on her face. I don't know if something happened between a specific TikToker or what, but I don't know. It did kind of bug me. And I guess that doesn't really lead into that doesn't like loop back into my conversation of like narcissism and creativity. But I mean, I guess it kind of does because it's like, okay, Billie Eilish, what makes your creativity any better than their creativity? Because you choose the medium of music and they might choose the medium of like whether they do creative videos, fashion videos, you know, whatever. Like, they're also in the entertainment industry. People watch TikTok way more than they're watching TV or movies nowadays. And so you're in the same industry just because it's a different medium doesn't mean that they're any below you. Obviously, like, in 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 the old world, like, yes, they are below you. Obviously, you're Billy freaking Eilish. So you're going to go down in history books like these TikTokers, I guess, until you turn into something like you're nothing. But that was Billie Eilish. Like Billie Eilish grew up watching all these other celebrities get big. And she also had a dream and she posted songs on SoundCloud and whatever. And just because we're on a different medium, it just, it definitely rubbed me the wrong way. I hope she, I don't know. I guess I don't even know what she could say to like dispute the rumors. And she's so big, like she doesn't need to dispute the rumors, but 
I'm just like, don't go to the mom, mama, 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 Billie Eilish. You have a choice whether or not you go to the People's Choice Awards. The People's Choice Awards are literally fake shit. You're going to the Oscars. You're doing all this shit. Like you chose to go to the People's Choice Awards. You should know when going to the People's Choice Awards, that is going to be an influencer filled event. So don't get mad when you're now on our turf. We're not even on your turf. You're on the people's turf. Like, it's literally the People's Choice Awards. So, I don't know. It definitely rubbed me the wrong way. I watched a TikTok that, like, kind of tried to explain it and what they thought happened. They thought that she had a run-in with someone backstage and she didn't want to be in their content or whatever. I don't know. I don't know the whole thing. But the, <laughs> the amount of shit that we're getting from award shows these days of, like, celebrities not covering their mouth or, you know, talking when they shouldn't be talking to people they shouldn't be talking to about about topics they shouldn't be talking about in public is crazy. Speaking of fake celebrities, <laughs> speaking of influencer celebrities, um, Tom Sandoval, he recently had a New York Times article go out in which he says, I'm not a pop culture historian, really, but I witnessed the O.J. Simpson thing and George Floyd and all these big things, which is really weird to compare this to that, I think. But do you think in a weird way it's a little bit the same? And he's talking about Scandaval, obviously. What? What the fuck, dude? As you would say, dude, 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 what the fuck, dude, dude. Oh my gosh, I feel like during the whole first part of Scandaval, like I really tried to see both sides. I tried to, you know, not write him out as the villain, say everyone cheats, you know, this happens, whatever, blah, blah. He continues every day to prove that I was wrong. He is the dumbest person I've ever seen on TV or in the culture. Like he continues to dig himself a grave and he needs to lie in it. He needs to lie in it. And obviously like, I still think he's entertaining to watch on TV and whatever, but I really genuinely think like Scandaval has, and maybe like he wasn't like this before. I don't know. I don't know. But Scandaval has really, it is his villain origin story. Like he is now just off the rails. And I don't know if it's, I don't even know if he's aware of it. Like he obviously like posted an apology and said like, I'm sorry, th that was a dumb comparison, whatever. But like in what world and what part of anyone's brain is he going to com compare a affair that he had on his girlfriend of 10 years and George Floyd? Like uh, by is someone being murdered by police officers? What are you talking about? Like it literally blows my mind. And with every, I thought I was going into this season of Vanderpump Rules thinking like, you know, it's going to be fine. I'm sure he's going to have a redemption, redemption era. And he's trying, he's trying. And with every step, I want to punch him in the face. He's done. He's done to me. I, I can't imagine what he could say or do that would turn it around. Not like turn him around. Like, I don't think he's like done, like cancel him. I'm just like, I, I literally cannot support you in any way. I don't see how anyone could. You're just, I don't know. It's crazy. Anyways, sorry. Today's episode was a little bit delayed. Sorry. I've just been off my rocker the last few weeks. I, I don't know. Like I said, at the beginning of the episode, I've just been, kind of in my own head and 
I don't know. I don't know. But I'm coming back. I'm I'm trying. I love you guys so, so much. I appreciate your guys' support constantly. I appreciate you guys listening. Go listen to my episode with Haley over on Girls Camp. It is so funny. Hope you guys have an amazing week. Hope you guys have an amazing Wednesday. And I will see you on Friday with Jose Figueroa for an episode of Totally Random. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.